Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the USL show sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, your home for men's and women's U.S. national team, USL and MLS scarves, as well as custom scarves for your club, personal use, or even some fundraisers. Check them out, roughneckscarves.com. This podcast is also produced by the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts, which we are very proud to be a part of. Shout out to uh, our friends at Off Pitch. They're mad at me, so I'll, I'll give them a high. Uh, definitely check the whole network out, though, bgn.fm, as well as on the Twitters, at the bgn.fm. I'm your host, Evan Valala, joined sometimes by my soccer colleagues, sometimes my soccer acquaintances, sometimes my soccer companions. They're always my soccer friends, and for the next hour or so, I will be your moderator, host, or maybe even your facilitator of a discussion of, uh, what is this, the results from week two of the United Soccer League uh, because we did week three, we did the pickums. So if you haven't seen those yet, definitely check those out. They're on the USL website. They are on. Uh, we did a podcast about it, so you can check the USLshow.com for that. Um, as well as they should be in your subscription feed if you are subscribed. If you're not, please do that. That'd be cool. Thanks. Anyway, joining me, uh, we have the USL stats department and the man who puts the show in show notes. It is our international correspondent, Ryan Allen. Good morning from Glasgow. Good morning. Yeah, I'm going to be really sad when I can't call you our international correspondent because I feel like it brings us an air of of importance or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll just make up that you're going places. We'll do that. We'll do that. Don't tell anybody. We're going to do that. Uh, next, he's basically the best parts of Chuck Polinick and Elliot Smith. It's Big Cab, Kevin McCamish. What up? How's it going? Do you feel any better about that since since uh, yesterday, two days ago? Any better about what? Well, me calling you Chuck Polinick and, and Elliot Smith. You know, I haven't. I don't know. It's fine. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't bother me necessarily. It's just okay. there's people. There's people that I know. Yeah. In town, that if they yeah. heard that, they'd be like, "Dude, you're an, you're an a hole." So you're and, not. And they, they tell they tell me that. Like I'm like I'm not the one that's calling myself that. So you're not putting that on like a business card or something and like carrying that around and showing it to people. Nope. Not at all. all right. <laughs> uh, well, I hope this next person is. If USL had an equestria, he's a rainbow dash. If you think he hits your team, well, one, it's because he has facts to back it up. And two, you're right. He does. It's Pony. I hate just strong word. Let's just go with a really, really, really don't like. He thinks that you're like one of the direct to TV My Little Pony Friendship is Magic movies. <laughs> the laugh means that I'm right, I think. We'll, we'll continue. Gentlemen, uh, this will be great. We already talked about this week's matches coming up, which feels awkward, but we had to. We had the lovely Mike Watts on air. On air. And um, yeah, so we're going to talk about the week that was, week two of the USL season, starting by Louisville not playing North Carolina because their pitch is terrible. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Also, don't worry. It'll get so much better when minor league baseball starts in like a week. April 6th is opening day for the bats against the Toledo Mudhens. So, yeah. real, just real quick, why yeah, okay. why did their pitch inspection just completely fail? Uh, I, do we know? I don't know off the top of my head. If that first week game was anything to start with it, mm-hmm. that, I mean, I can see that I think it's wet. It's impossible to play on. Yeah, I think it was moisture. Um, and, and I don't know if the grounds crew was late to starting, but I'm pretty sure it was just it was just soggy. You know who would know? Our friends at Barrel Proof. So we'll uh we'll ask them or, or check those guys out. And I'm sure they had some thoughts because they weren't doing a whole lot else last week. Sorry guys. Uh but uh yeah. Um, I'd be sad if I missed a game because you know, like, well, I want to go watch this game, but it missed it went out because especially like the field your, was- 
was whatever. Like a big one too against North Carolina. Now you have to, you know, make that up at some point on like a Wednesday at eleven, probably. Aren't aren't most games against Louisville big games though? I mean, yeah, I mean, but like this is one that I think Louisville would think of as a big game. If that makes game. sense. That like does. like I think everyone is like, oh, we have to play up to Louisville, or it's a big, you know, kind of. Uh, um, we have to we have to really show well against a big team. Um, but this is like a, a, a game that I don't think Louisville was taking lightly. Um, not that I think they take games lightly, but regardless, you know, that's a playoff matchup probably. So we'll move on. Uh, Ryan, you and actually I, uh, watched, uh, Indy 11 beat, well, score against Louisville and then beat or <laughs> No, they didn't score against Richmond and then kind of beat them in the submission with really boring soccer in the second half. Yeah, I mean, well, Richmond controlled possession at like nearly 52%. It was Jack McInerney getting the first goal for Louisville or for Indy 11 in the 41st minute, and that was enough to hold on as Indy walked away with 10 shots on the night to Richmond 6. And I'm just like curious, like, what has been up with Richmond? I thought they were going to be at least slightly better. I'm not sure if Dan Kelly has been injured or he's just not been featured in the 18. Yeah, that's the the big question on everybody's mind is like where actually is Dane Kelly because you know they did announce him getting loaned down to Richmond. Not that I think he would have done a whole lot or had a lot to do here. Um I know, you know, Richmond had more of the ball, but they didn't seem like they wanted to use it for any any good. Um Honestly, a good road win for Indy 11. Nice to see. Honestly, the cross on Jack Mack's goal was better than the finish. But, um, uh, you know, Kevin and I have watched him at an MLS level for a little bit, and we know that he's not necessarily a guy that's going to score a highlight real goal every time out. That's true. Um, but nice to see him open the account, I guess, in, in USL. Um, and I'm sure Indy will be pleased with that. Um, yeah, I mean, Richmond, what are you doing? <laughs> that's really... <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know, Pony Kev. Do you have anything to add? No, I mean, you know, as far as Kelly not being around, I know he was officially loaned down, but this stuff can this stuff can happen when you when you are mm-hmm. kind of rely. Not that Richmond is relying on him, but if they are, it can happen when you're relying on a player who is technically signed to the first team or your associated MLS side, and they basically get to do whatever they want with him. And you're just kind of like, uh, give them to me, please. And like, yeah, we feel like it. <laughs> this could be one of those situations, or who, or any number of things could be could be happening as to why he's not playing. But yeah, yeah, I want to see Richmond against a bad East team. We haven't seen that yet, mm. but this could be a pretty long year for him. Yeah. Moving on, another game that didn't deliver, but I think for different reasons. Nashville zero, Pittsburgh also zero. Um, not great weather, good attendance, uh, an announced 18,922. Um, I, I, I don't know, Ryan, you want to start this one off as well? Cause you watched it or is this, I'll just, whoever wants to take the floor. I think we're all going to have kind of the same idea here. I mean, sure. I'll start. I was watching this, um, alongside the Richmond indie game. So my attention was split between the two matches, but from what I saw, it just seemed like Pittsburgh controlled the match a lot more. They won the shot battle 13 to 6, and more so that Nashville's six shots all came from Levo Maloto. Oh, and it seemed like they were all over the place from being outside the box and inside the box. So it just seemed like, like Nashville should have 
at least scored a goal in the season by now. They're one of three teams who don't currently have a goal, Pittsburgh and Penn FC being the other two. And I'm just more concerned, like, they weren't able to break through with Lily Ball with Pittsburgh, but how is this going to play out in the future? Their next three matches come against Bethlehem, Charlotte, and Indy, which makes for a tough slate for the next three. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I I don't know. And a part of me, you know, like I, I think, really wants to go. All right, well, maybe Lily Ball's working out, and they're a tough team to break down, and they have you know better guys than than Lily had in Rochester or that you know Pittsburgh had last year. Um, but you know, and, and maybe it's a chemistry thing with Nashville or or what. Um. But it's it's not it's not great for either team. I think the Hounds will be happy with the point, and they should be happy with the point. Um, but for Nashville, the fact that you hadn't scored a goal yet is, I think, what makes it really frustrating for them, and and a little tricky for um, for us to try to figure out what they're going to do against, um, you know, Bethlehem and and Charlotte, who aren't easy outs by any stretch, and you know who can win by one nothing if they have to. I mean, granted, it is still just two games, so it's not fully overacting at the point. I'm just saying it's a bit worrying that they haven't scored yet. Sure. Right. I'm, along, I'm in the same boat where I don't like that they haven't scored, but let's be honest, they've played probably who are going to be the two best two defensive teams in the East to yeah. start the season in Louisville and Pittsburgh. If they go, go scoreless in the next couple games, then I'm more concerned because while their upcoming opponents aren't, the best defensive teams, they're not the worst ones either. Sure. But this is kind of what I expected out of this game. Pittsburgh is just a better version of Nashville, it looks like, where both teams are decent defensive teams. Their offense needs to show up. But I think Nashville should be happy with this result, and Pittsburgh should probably be happy enough too. Kev? Uh, I was going to say basically like I, what, what Ryan was saying, you know, it, the the mainly the main concern that I have with Nashville is that they just haven't scored. But like Pony says, it was against two of the better defensive teams. So the next three is really going to be paying attention to see how Nashville season might turn out. Yeah. Next match, this one was uh, fun and unexpected. Atlanta United two three, New York Red Bull two one, which is always good. Atlanta scoring three, Red Bull scoring once. Uh, my full-grown adult son, former Bethlehem Steel player, Yosef Samuel, scores the first goal on Atlanta United to history on a heck of a goal, by the way. Um, and then John Gallagher with a penalty kick and a, a second in the run of play in the 51st. Brian White gets Red Bull's goal in the 32nd. Um, yeah, if, uh, if this is what um, Atlanta United 2 are going to look like, that'll be fun. Alec Khan gets the start in net for them, so Mitch Hildebrandt is on watch. Um, see where he goes or if they use him a bunch or where he ends up, I suppose. Um, guys, thoughts on this one? I didn't pay much to stream. I didn't pay much attention because the stream was dead to start. Sure, sure. But if Atlanta is going to act like this, that's pretty good for him moving forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, it's just more proves New Yorkers to me is the confusing team this year where... <laughs> I can see them doing the 70 goals for 70 goals against because that defense looks rough enough. I don't know quite how good Atlanta's offense is, but giving up three goals is never good. I was 
supposed to watch the entire thing, but then because the stream didn't work, I was like, I gave up. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't end up watching it like I think I was supposed to. But I think I was a little bit surprised. I, I don't. I was surprised that Atlanta won, especially scoring three goals. I don't think I should have been mm. if I had done more work and kind of realized, you know, the the the, the, the people that Atlanta United two have. But um, that's not a bad way to go, man. Three one against New York Red Bulls two. If they if they can if they have a good defense and they keep up the goals, they will be definitely be a force to reckon with in the East. Yeah. Um. Again, you know, good for the good for the league. Good to see Atlanta taking this seriously, at least after you know one match. Um, but you know, nice to see those those MLS two teams bringing competitive and kind of fun soccer down to, to USL. It's always always a good time. And Five thousand in attendance for that first match was pretty big. Yeah, that's probably the most actually impressive part of it. I mean, that's, to yeah. get over five k for an MLS two side. That's not too bad. Because I mean, you know, an MLS two side winning their very first game three to one is not unheard of. T two, I think, did that in twenty fifteen. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, you're not really, bitter or anything. It's fine. I'm not. I'm just saying anything <laughs> can happen for this side. Yeah, it helps out that this uh, is playing up in Gordon Head rather than in downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Moving on from there, not really a big surprise. Charleston won Penn FC nil. Uh, Atula, Guerra, uh, Atula Guerra gets the goal in the 62nd. Um, Penn FC wins possession, but that's about it. Uh, um, shots were only 6-3. to three. Penn FC had no shots on target. And uh, kind of a chippy game. Charleston gets a really unnecessary red card that I loved uh, and, and they'll come up with three points. So um, guys is, is Charleston undisciplined and was there anything that you saw from Penn FC? If you saw anything from Penn FC that you were interested in. I tried to watch this. Some of this game, this was just not a fun game to watch. I mean, Penn didn't look like a complete disaster, but Charleston didn't look too good either. It was mm-hmm. just a, uh, I mean, a 6-3 shot game. It was a 6-3 shot game where neither team actually looked good. Charleston's goal is a very, very nice goal. But it, it, this, I don't have much faith in either of these two teams because the quality of play is not there at all. The offense is not there. At least Charleston has some defense. But I don't know what happened to six shots against Penn when they had over 20 against Cincinnati week one. Mm-hmm. In each of Charleston's two games this year, they have received a red card. Quentin Griffith got one in the 90th minute in that first match against Cincinnati. And both highly unnecessary red cards. Yeah, super. Super unnecessary. And where are we going from here? We are doing uh, Charlotte 2 nothing winners over Toronto FC 2. Um, again, not really. Although uh, Toronto with more shots, although you're not going to get a whole lot out of them if only one's on target. Um, but yeah, no, Charlotte comes away victorious. I'm sure they'll be feeling good about a 2 nothing win against Toronto. Um, uh, Jorge Herrera gets one in the 18th. Caleb Calvert in the 42nd. Guys, thoughts? Nope. <laughs> Charlotte's just a really solid side through their first. Yeah. I mean, again, it's against Toronto, but this puts them at the top of the Eastern Conference at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte's good against uh, weaker opponents. I'd like. I'm looking forward to what happens when they 
go up against someone who's going to be a playoff contender because Toronto and Ottawa at this point look like they're probably going to be two of the bottom three teams in the East. I know who the they third one's going to be. They have been convincingly beating them, though, so. Yeah, Cincinnati. Um. Oh, oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be Louisville because they're never going to play. No, they'll have a they'll have a thirty team. Here's my here's my wrestling reference, Carson. Here you go. Here you go. Um, They're going to make Louisville play thirty teams in a row in a gauntlet style match where they just keep playing them until they lose, um, a la the Royal Rumble. And then if uh, if they get through all that, they'll play in the the you know USL Championship. So they'll go through those like in front of like eighty teams, and then it's going to be like Penn FC that takes them down. Yeah, basically. Well, no, it'll be like uh, like two other teams will randomly get on the field, and, and they'll all eliminate Louisville together. It'll be great. Thirty-three people on the field will be a lot. It would be right. It would be well. It's only technically because we all know goalies don't count because um, they're not real people. But there's so, two, there'd be two goalies in a in a goal. It would be. <laughs> it would be. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be weird and funny. It would be. It'd be really good, right? They would just play defense for most of it and like cherry pick. It'd be all. It'd be awesome. Because like you know, no disqualifications, no countouts or anything. So there's no rules. So just throw a couple guys near the goal and just you know hack it forward and see what happens. Just tell one team to just line up in front of goal and then have everybody else attack. Yeah, yeah basically. That sounds about go. right. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds just kind of take their natural position of being inside of the crease. Speaking of being inside of the crease, Tampa Bay should have won by three, but they won by two because there's no VAR, and uh, that or AJ Patterson can can uh, manipulate the line of the goal in real time. Uh, Tampa Bay two, Bethlehem nil. Uh, these games are always really chippy for no apparent reason. Um, it is my this is my goal this year to get to the bottom of that from the players, not necessarily from Brendan Burke or Stu Campbell, because I feel like those guys actually get along. Um, Georgie Ristoff, 62nd minute. Leo Fernandez, a couple minutes later in the 68th. There was one right before the half that, you know, should have been a goal. Um, yeah, Bethlehem get a couple chances early that they don't convert, and then Tampa Bay kind of wakes up and puts the clamps on, and then there's a bunch of chirping and... Um, you know, readable uh, obscenities from uh, from the rowdies to steal and vice versa. It was it was a good time. Yeah, it's. I mean, good luck being Tampa Bay at home the rest of the East this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I've they, what the over unders one game lost at home. Tampa Bay just improves their away form. They'll easily wrap up the number one seed in the East. And they already won this year on the road, so that's better than last year. About, so I don't, I don't see why they won't do it. To be honest, I think Tampa's the clear number one in the East, probably in the league. Maybe, yeah. We say that now, hooray! Um, now we have it on record, so people can soundbite it and then hold us hostage. That's the way it always works, right? Yeah, I think, mostly. I think with USL, I think the Eastern Conference is stronger. So if Tampa Bay is gonna uh, gonna take one in the East, they'll, that's gonna be the best team in the league. There you go. I just don't see anybody in the West beating somebody in the East. Mm. Not right now, at least. I mean, I think Vegas could beat Penn FC. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, probably. <laughs> if it's a home match for Vegas, because like we were talking about earlier, it's it's just chaos. Phoenix and somehow, somehow works in Toronto. 
I'm I'm talking like if you're if like a, like the top two teams in the East could probably beat anybody in the West. Uh, At least most I, of it. Well, yeah, most of it. The top right. three teams in the West just still think we're good enough to put up a fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not. Well, well we're not. not I, don't, I don't think we're implying that they're going to get like steamrolled six nothing or something ridiculous. No, no, no. no. Like, still, I think it's fifty fifty ish. 45, 55, whatever. Okay, we're getting off the topic already. It's yeah, all right. I'm going to This is early for us, even. It's true. Keep we haven't hey, talked hey, about hey, a, we have, talk to a West team off topic. Yeah, well, you know, every time we mention Las Vegas, we just kind of get, you know, misty-eyed and leery and, you know, yeah. it's like that person you see at the bar and you're like, yeah, that's my dream man. Las Vegas is our dream team, basically. In like a it, not like a '92 Olympic dream team with like Jordan and Bird and Magic, but like a like a if we had to make a team, that's what we would. dream team. Although yeah. let's be honest, why hasn't Vegas signed one of those guys yet? <laughs> Michael Jordan or, or Magic Johnson? <laughs> um, that's a the great most question. Thing ever? I don't think so. I mean, they did sign Freddie Adu. <laughs> Isn't that basically like signing Michael Jordan to a minor league baseball deal? I think so. Well, what do you want? Like Bugs Bunny Charles to Bart- come out of Charles a spaceship Bart- with the, the, the fat white guy being like, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan, you know, and then he comes out and his kids are crying and he proceeds to like ground out to second hard and we at bat or whatever. Like, balls in support, Vegas. Fun anyway, are, are we? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are we? We're not a Space Jam podcast now? <laughs> We can talk about the sequel coming out soon. New Patreon goal: If we hit, uh, if we actually the ten dollar goal now, if you if you donate ten dollars a month to us, which hey, thank you, I'll just do an audio commentary over Space Jam. I don't care. I don't care if anyone joins me. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry, Kev. The good news is we get to talk about your team, so I'm just going to let you do that, and I can I can center myself. Great, thank All you. All right. Well, Colorado Switchbacks hosted Timbers two, and. For about most of the game, I was expecting it to end in a nil-nil draw, but surprisingly, a little bit surprisingly, Portland scored the only goal of the match, Augustine Williams, in the 82nd minute um, to take all three points, the first win of the season, only two games in. So question on our note says, is this the upset of the weekend? Thoughts? No. That one's coming. No. Or at least most surprising result. That one's coming to me. I mean, I, I agree. It's probably not the upset of the weekend. There's other stuff I think that came that comes a lot closer to being an upset of the weekend. But yeah, it's one of those. I think it's one of those situations. Hey, won, right? That's cool. No, we did win, and and yeah. I think both teams were playing um, very very well defensively. It was essentially like I didn't expect either team to to get a goal, and if they did, it was going to take the other team to make a mistake first, mm-hmm. and that's what ended up happening. Is um, Colorado, you know. Made, their keeper made a save, but he spilled it a little bit. And Augustine Williams was, was there, ready to pounce and, and put it away for an easy tap-in. And Colorado made the one single mistake of the entire match. Portland actually converted, you know, took the chance and, and converted it. And that's all she that's all she wrote. Three points for T2. Yeah. Hey, good win, though, yeah? I mean, like, not one that I, I don't think any of us really expected that from let me find out for sure. No, but, I, I believe I predicted a 2 0 Colorado yeah. Springs win. Did we all have Colorado Springs? I think yeah, we I do. I think that was a sweep. Maybe, maybe 1% of draw in there. 
Uh, yeah, no, it was a sweep because the actual result picked the right result. But you know, actual results good. gonna win this gonna win this competition this year, guys. <laughs> I think we should stop inviting actual results to play. <laughs> um, anyway, up, up next. Uh, next match: Tulsa two, Real Monarchs SLC three. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, this one. Mm, sorry guys. Sorry Raj. Sorry man. That's that sucks. That feels bad, man. I, I love the uh, meme that Ryan. Yeah, it's me. good. Uh, shout out to Reddit user. Hold on. Uh, Goober Gopher. So go you of Minnesota, I suppose. Unless you just really like gophers. Um, which if that's the case, to each their own, I suppose. Um, we'll uh, we'll tweet that because I don't feel like. <laughs> verbally describing a meme? I, I, I don't, no, no, we don't need to. I don't Other than, hey, we found a fun one. Give credit where it's due. And yeah, yeah. Just, just tweet it. Yeah, we'll just tweet it. We'll tweet it. Don't worry. It'll be there. It'll be there. Uh, Joaquin Rivas uh, scores twice for Tulsa. Corey Baird scores in the seventh. And then Chandler Hoffman and Charlie Adams. No, not the one that plays for Stoke. It's Charlie Adam. Um, score in two minutes. And um and steal three points is basically the only way to put that. Well, I guess I guess you can also put it with first they stole a point and then they decided to steal the other two on their way out. Um, this is probably the worst luck that anyone will have all year. Um, I would hope at least because that's terrible. And uh, and the trend of five yellow cards continues in the West. It happened in the switchback September match, and it happened this one. I know happened in a few more. Western Conference matches coming up, but Real Monarchs won this one 22 or won the shot out on this one 22 to 7, which for me, it's like not surprising that they won, just more of that it took them all the way to 90 before they could get basically the winning goal. Yeah. I mean, this 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 match kind of makes me think that Real Monarchs are going to be as good as, as predicted. Mm. Um, and of course, going into next week when T2 visit them, you know, I was had some hope out for a one-one draw, but after watching, after going back and watching this game, I was like, yeah, maybe not. <clears throat> Real Monarchs, yeah, Real Monarchs, be one of the top teams in the West. They look as good as advertised again, which is not good for the rest of the West because they were pretty all right last year. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They could score, and they could. I mean, they might have short the defense a little bit, allowing two goals to Tulsa, but. They could score, and that's going to be a problem for some of the teams in the West. They are they are minute agnostic with their scoring as well. They do not care. It doesn't matter to them <laughs> what minute they score in as long as they do it, um, as evidenced by them being incredibly mean and scoring two times basically in stoppage time to, uh, to win the game. Speaking of winning games, San Antonio did that. They beat St. Louis 2-1. to one. Um, I'm sure Phil was ecstatic when they scored two minutes in and then Mikey Lopez and Chris Tierpak said, no, thank you. We'll take the win. Um, yeah. Shot seven to seven, San Antonio, five on target, St. Louis, four on target, five yellow cards. Um, I don't know. Like, how are we feeling about this? I mean, you know, good for San Antonio to get a win, but I, I think St. Louis will be a little bit disappointed. They didn't get anything. Um, but I don't know if that's because they have a new look and are kind of hurting for results or if this was just kind of them coming up against, you know, a really good Western Conference side. Yeah, San Antonio is a good team and their defense is pretty strong. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about two goals loud, but 
both teams, this was an equal game through and through. It wasn't a game where St. Louis was trying to hold on to 1-0-1 the entire time through and let it slip away. Mm-hmm. Both teams are good, and both teams should be pretty major players in the Western Conference this season. I think St. Louis will be unhappy to have lost points here. Yep. Yeah. Ditto. <laughs> so, uh, Fresno scored twice, which is cool. Unfortunately, you've missed a game. Oh, did I? Oh, I'm sorry. I did. <clears throat> I mean, I, yeah, I'm okay on. with not talking about Sounders, too. So. I know, but we have to. <laughs> we do. I mean, we can just talk about Swope Park a bunch because that's who won. Uh, Swope Park 4, Seattle Sounders 2 scored that number. It's another way to avoid that. See what I did there? David Estrada scores twice and probably thinks that he's going to be player of the week. No, sir. Carlton Belmar scores twice himself. 21-61 with Rodrigo Saravia uh, and Colton Storm, which is my new favorite USL name. That's so good. Colton, if you're listening, I know you're listening. Colton, play hockey. <laughs> which careers? Move out to Alberta or, or Saskatchewan or Moose Jaw and, uh, and play hockey, buddy. It's not too late. Also, change Colton from C to K and like you're a first-round pick. Easy. <laughs> um, anyway, soccer podcast, right? Uh, Swope Park leading possession, Swope Park leading shots, Swope Park leading the game, Swope Park take a win. Look at that. That's surprising, Swope Park right? Leads in goals in the year as well with eight. Yeah. Can yeah, we, they like to talk score. for a second about their yeah. uh their stadium, their pitch, their um just it was it was awful. You could just plug uh plug the rent from Phil last week back in here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's again. Still bad. If you want to hear it's, how people are upset about it, listen to Phil from last week. Um It's true. It's not good. Well, and it's funny because I was like kind of taking devil's advocate a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I kind of understand. And then I watched the game and I was like, nope, I'm 100% at Phil's court now. This absolute goddamn disgrace to the entire league. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. field, that stadium, like, are you freaking kidding me? Especially with how good the team is. I mean, Swell Park are yeah. really, really good. And Carlton Belmar, wait, like, I'm really sad that he didn't stick with T2 and, and maybe earns a position with the first team because, you know, I knew he was he was good and he he better in a couple years and sure enough man he is just lighting it up early this season mm. Mm. Yeah, he's on pace to have golden boot one by the end of april yeah mm. it's true it's true he will score about 900 goals if he keeps going this route so and he still he's still fast as all hell man yeah if you saw his goal in the 61st minute he just like the the Swope Park took a really fast free kick, you know, caught Seattle with their pants down, and then he just just sprinted up the left side of the field, mm. and then found his found a spot, took the took the took the shot, and put it right in the net. It was impressive. Here's a better discussion with Carlton Belmore. Will he have more goals than the team that scores the least amount of goals in yes. USL this year? I no think way. he only needs like sixteen. To do that, I think the bigger thing is he's gonna he's gonna get like the Jack McBean treatment. Ooh, he's gonna get loaned out to a team in England and then forgot about. Well, isn't he? Is did he was signed to Swope Park from T two, and then that season he earned towards the end of the season he earned a first team contract with uh, Kansas City. So isn't he still with Kansas City just on loan to Swope Park? Probably. I mean, I'm not saying that's gonna prevent him from going on loan to God knows where, but. 
But I don't think SKC needs a goal. Like, they need a defense, and he doesn't do that. So <laughs> No, he does the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very much works. the opposite of a defense. Which, I mean, <laughs> ooh, you think? They're just going to be like, oh, he'll just score more. It'll be great. We'll do that. Bring him in. There you go. Anyway. But, yes, well, I do think he ends up scoring more than the, the lowest scoring team in, in USL. Well, I mean, if they want to loan him out to a League One side, I know uh, Sunderland will end up may need his help next year. Mm. Mm. Newcastle will buy him because Americans. <laughs> That'll be good. Can't wait. Hey, speaking of Americans, um, you know where you can get... This is amazing. You know where you can get those hot new US, not World Cup kits, but World Cup kits? Soccer Loco. That's right. USLshow.com. There's a box that says Soccer Loco. Click on it. Uh, make a purchase. We get to cut anything that you guys buy. Um, equipment, apparel, anything like that. And uh, if you, for whatever reason, email their customer service or anything, tell DK, what's up? D-I-K-E, please. Thank you. Great. See, that's called a really good ad read. That's what that was. Really worked that in there. <laughs> really worked that in there. Thought I was going to make a natural connection to Sunderland or Newcastle? No, no, no. <laughs> no, let's talk about not making the World Cup. People love that so much. What? He's going to buy Sunderland or Newcastle like quick equipment either way. Yeah, basically. You know, whatever. Where am I at now? Great. Got it. Got it. The two goals joke. Great. Here we go. <clears throat> Try this again. This is the first time I'm saying this. Uh, guys, Fresno played Los Angeles Galaxy 2 or Los Dos, and they scored two goals. The bad news is one of them was on themselves. That's right. We have a draw. 1-1. Fresno, man, I I feel bad. I feel bad for Fresno. Poor Foxes. Like our goal. Yeah. I mean, 17 shots, 73 possession, 48 clearances from LA. They and when LA had two shots and one of them was that own goal, I Fresno should have won this game. And there was like no reason they shouldn't have walked away with all three points. Yet they just somehow drew and LA is probably great to just get the point out of that match. I think I saw a quote on their Twitter feed that their coach was thrilled with the um, tough result of getting the point. Ryan, do you know what else they're thrilled with? It's Austin. Yeah. I was going to say soccer logo. <laughs> they're also thrilled with soccer logo. That's right. Now That's where you can get your Zlatan jersey. It's true. They're based out of San Diego, so it wouldn't be a, a, a super... Hard stretch says me, who knows nothing about logistics in California. Pony Never back me up. Uh, that's Southern California. That's quite a ways away from me still. Yeah, it's close-ish. You live in a tinier state. Damn it. <laughs> Moving on. Speaking of tiny states, Phoenix four, Oklahoma City one. You missed a game again. Did I? Orange Speak- County, Sacramento. You keep going over this. Nope. You keep skipping games. Now. See, what's happening is I got mad that Pony doesn't know anything about his state that he lives in, so I didn't want to talk about two teams that are from there. Basically two states, southern and northern. <laughs> See? Look what he, he did it again. He did it again. Now I'm just going to skip Phoenix game. Who cares? Next game, Las Vegas 1, I Reno 1. <laughs> no. Uh, hey, Pony, how, how was this game? Kamalasa scored. Uh, Sacramento got a win, and I think they're kind of fortunate to have a win. Orange County had a a lot of good chances in this game, which was reflected by both shots and possession. The keeper, Cohen, had a couple of good saves and one semi-mistake early on, which 
Sacramento got a clearance off the line to keep it nil-nil in the first half. But I think the big thing for Sacramento is they look creative in the attacking half for the first time in, in at least a year. I'm not sure if it's the new players, the new coach, but everything looks more free and not as rigid. They used to play, yeah, let's take it up the wings and swing the ball into the middle. While Sacramento, they have two wins. I think those are two wins they need to be happy, very happy with. I could very easily be sac- see Sacramento as a team who's drawn two games at this point. But this is a lot of good things moving forward for the team. And Orange County, again, I think they're being very underrated. They got a draw against Phoenix, who everyone sees as one of the best teams out there. And they probably should have at least got a point against Sacramento last week. Uh, they're a team that even though they only have a point, you got to watch out for them. They're better than people think they're going to be. But this was a good game. If you haven't seen the Cameron Owasa goal, it's on the voting for goal of the week and probably has a pretty good chance to take it. He completely got a great long ball in, got a, just turned a defender and threaded the needle in their post. Really, really great goal, and I'm happy they got the win. Fair enough. Try this again. Again. Phoenix 4. Sorry, sorry. Speaking of tiny states, Phoenix 4, Oklahoma City Energy 1. So good. Sullivan Asante in the 28th with a great goal, and then Chris Cortez, who's your player of the week, scores three times. Um, For Oklahoma City, Christian... (laughs) Come on. Ibiaga? Yeah, that one. Ibiaga. See? I, I got it. Scores in the 85th, but it is clearly not enough for Oklahoma City to beat Phoenix. Um, Ryan, I like your I like your joke. I'm going to steal it. Uh, guys, is Phoenix a new power rising in the Western Conference? Yeah, yes, they are. Not new, but yeah, they're, I think, I know they're my top team in the West coming into the year, and I think they're probably still there. Mm. They're, they were my number one draft pick. Yeah. I mean, there it's it's just like uh, just like Real Monarchs, you know. I think Phoenix is is showing that they will be as good as advertised. And when we had said Phoenix and RSL or or SLC whatever are going to be the top two teams in the West, I think that's going to be spot on. It'll be those two as the top two, and then everybody bringing everything up behind. Mm-hmm. San Antonio's in that mix, maybe Swope even too. It's true, but I think I think San Antonio and Swope Park will be battling out for three, four. I think I think pretty much it's going to be um, Real Monarchs and Phoenix for one, two. One of those teams in one, and one of those teams in two. They'll they'll they'll, they'll battle it out, probably. Guys, I'm going to make an analogy. Um, Phoenix as a team feels like Fallout Boys from under the cork tree are dreaming. Um, or maybe even Diplo's decent work for decent pay, um, which A, is just a shill for two of their minority owners, and B, are both of those people's respective best works. And so, yeah, Phoenix is, they're, they're doing soccer good, basically. Mad decent. They're, they are mad decent at soccer. Yep. Yep. There you go. So yeah, Diplo, if you want to um, send me any money, I know you're uh, your Temple grad. I know where that is. I can just meet you there. That'll be great. It'll be great. Or guest host. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know he listens. Diplo, huge fan of the show. Um, he's in our DMs. Don't ask us to to send proof of that because we uh, we delete them all the day after we get them. It's a it's just a, a safety thing. <laughs> Promise. 
Anyway, in the battle of the, uh, it's legal to bet on this derby. Las Vegas beats Reno, or no, they don't. No, they do not. Las Vegas ties Reno. Excuse me. Um, did they wait? Did they name this? Did they give a name I, to this derby? I think they named it the Silver State Derby. Oh, uh, that's not as good as legal betting. <laughs> I'm more interested. What was the trophy they decided on? I know when they had the pull out, I was trying to decide between the giant poker chip or the um the cow skull or something. It's a giant cow skull made out of poker chips. <laughs> a giant poker chip made out of cow skulls? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them is worth about $20, but actually like $2 million. And the other one's worth about $2 million, but actually $20 million. No. Yeah. Anyway. better than that trophy is uh-huh. Vegas's new mascot. Yes, Chalice. I agree. He's a great mascot and coach. He does it all. He rides motorcycles. You know, what, what else could you want, really? Smokes. Which is bad. Which is very... Shouldn't do that. But um, yeah, two goals in two minutes, and then you know if you wanted to leave, you you could have, um, <laughs> unless you wanted to see a, a second yellow card. Seventy-two minutes. Danny Mas- Mas- Masovsky, the guy that scored, gets sent off. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Reno looked better early. Vegas started getting back into it, and once Reno went down a man, it was. Or, yeah, once we're down to man, it was them holding on for dear life against Vegas, and they managed to. I'm not sure if there's a change in style, really, that got Vegas back into it. But as the game went on, they looked more and more dangerous against Reno. Mm-hmm. The big set that stuck out to me was that there were 76 combined clearances in this match. So it was like after those two goals, they just spent their rest of the match of the keepers just clearing it down the field to one another. They decided to play tennis. They wanted to transcend playing five combined yellow cards. Yeah. There were five Western Conference matches that had five combined yellow cards in it. Is it just like getting stricter out in the Wild West? Or like what is their obsession with five yellow cards in Um, a match? I I I wasn't gonna I, I was told not to bring this up um, because it's, it's the wild West. Um, Will Smith is actually now the fourth official at every single Western conference match. <laughs> um, and he knows little to nothing about soccer, unfortunately, or making movies in the two thousands for that matter. And um so yeah, it's been, you know, it's been very he's like, "Hey, look at this thing I found in my pocket." And he holds it up like he's giving someone a card, but he doesn't realize what he's doing. It's tragic, honestly. Cool. Great. I hope someone believes that. You ever do that? You ever say something and you're like, "I hope someone like randomly stumbles upon this podcast and listens to about the oh god, who knows how long." whatever minute mark this is like 30 or something stupid. And, and then they're like, yeah, Will Smith would totally, I, what is he? And then they look at his IMDb page and then they watch like after earth was his terribly bad acting son and they get sad and they blame me for it. And it's just a really great time. Or they just listen to the wild West, you know, theme song that he did and have that stuck in their head for a week, whichever comes first, really. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Moving on. 
Hey guys, speaking of the, the the golden boot race, we have one going on. In fact, it is a uh, Carlton Belmar standing alone with four goals, and then Chris Cortez with his three from from week two, putting him in second. And then um, about everyone else in the league with two goals. Yep. Um, in the team golden boot race, there is Swope Park with eight, Charlotte with six, Phoenix with five, Tampa with five. And then uh, Bethlehem, Vegas, Reno, and Seattle all have one Carlton Belmar worth of goals, <laughs> which is my new measurement for goals. So so Carlton Belmar has scored at least as many goals, if not more, than every team in the league except, except four. for four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of upsetting. Yeah, I think, I think Swope Park's won that. Yeah, outscored 25 teams. Goes back to the previous argument: Is he going to score more goals than the team who scores at least amount? I don't think he's going to get. Someone has. He can't get to twenty goals. Can't he? Okay, he could. Depends how many times <laughs> I play Portland. <laughs> oh, hey, what to be fair, when when mm-hmm. you play Portland, you only scored one goal each. Now it was the game winner in both games because they won one nil. Well, he has, that was last season. He's four goals three. through two matches. He's currently on pace to have sixty-eight goals this year. Okay, so he's not going to get that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna confidently say that he'll take the under on sixty-eight goals. But um, honestly, I think the benchmark for him is like twenty-four. I don't think there's, I like, I think there's going to be a team or two in in the USL this year that don't break twenty, which I know sounds crazy, mm. but um. But Nashville's can... on pace to get th- to, yeah to right get there, right yeah they'll get that so sure. I'm kind of sad that Pony's picking Vegas versus Carlton Belmar featuring the Swope Park Rangers. Would you like to team. also pick Vegas versus Carlton Belmar featuring the Swope Park Rangers? If Carlton Belmar scores two I, goals I against know. Las Vegas, does he get a residency there? <laughs> like you just show up to like the Luxar and watch him score goals for an hour and a half and then leave? <laughs> no, maybe they'll get maybe they'll comp a room or something for him. Ooh, good. They'll like he'll hang out with Celine Dion for like five minutes. The thing is, like, I think that's gonna be a fun game to watch just because a you know, Carlton Belmar could very well score four goals in one game and just double his his goal scoring in one game. Mm-hmm. And and two Vegas, you know, with as chaotic as their whole home field situation, and not chaotic like bad, like chaotic, like it's kind of entertaining. Not like Louisville chaotic, like mutant football league chaotic. Exactly. Okay, great. It, it's it's uh it works to their favor. Mm-hmm. I think it, that's just gonna be a fun fun game to watch. That makes sense. Uh, I I myself um am picking Fresno versus Seattle Sounders too. One because good friend of the show Dave Clark will be on the broadcast team. Always a good uh, reason to watch. Yeah, and two, um. I'm I'm going to try to telepathically send good vibes over to Fresno so that they win a soccer game on their own accord and like don't draw terribly. Um again. So yeah. I'd be Vamos. really concerned if Fresno couldn't win against Seattle. I'd be pretty concerned at that point. They'd just be like, there must be cursed or something. Isn't uh isn't Clint Dempsey still suspended? So is there not a very, very off chance he could play for Seattle Sounders too, and like that would ruin the whole thing? Well, they played a thirty-year-old David Estrada. They only want to score either goal in against Swope Park. Yeah, and that's like if you guys are playing him, like there's it's not really like playing T like S two. Like it's, it's 
not that they're cheating. They can play whoever they want, but it's just kind of like, come on, don't. That game was all Swill Park. Uh, Phil's not here to answer that question. We'll sign. Can we assign Phil a game? Uh, make much Pittsburgh pen. Yeah, <laughs> he gets to watch the. Yeah, yeah, he does. Phil, I hope you're happy with that one. Don't tell Mike that we're making you do that. Just tell him that you wanted to do it or something. Um, let me try. I'll try to watch Reno versus Phoenix. Nobody's picked that one, right? Yeah, no, you're good. You got that. Reno and Phoenix for Kev. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else that we want to talk about before we get out of here? Other than you know, we did all the picks for next week earlier this week with a uh, friend of the show, Mike Watts, and uh, again, if if no one votes in the fan vote that's cool with us because then we'll get to be the the ship that writes the nope the people that write the course of the ship i suppose and that the fans are winning the picks right now um and uh you know we'll have helped them out so no one vote but check out our picks tell us how wrong we're going to be um yep yeah we all missed the first pick again did we yeah. Another postponed match. Yep. Another postponement. Mm, mm, it's true. It's true. So I was going to say. Um, match of week four. That one's going to get postponed if this trend continues. Yeah, I should stop doing that. They should play baseball. They should just make them play baseball if it gets to a point. Ah, oh, geez. Sorry. Ev, if this trend continues, it looks like Tulsa and Portland Timbers 2 is going to get postponed. Eh, happens. He's really gutted about that one. That's a match he's really, really hoping for. Um, guys, I don't, I don't see a reason why we have to continue this podcast. So let's, uh, uh, Ryan, where can people find you? And uh, where are you planning your next flight from Scotland to? So you can find me on Twitter at ILM underscore Ryan. I've now been to like 12 different football matches here in Scotland, including one that I saw this past Saturday that relegated the team from the Scottish Championship who had not won a match all year. Oh, yeah, your boy is uh, is Twitter moment famous now, by the way. That's Ryan Allen's new... I'm actually going to change that as I'm speaking. Um, Ryan, that's your new that's your new nickname intro thing. <laughs> Sounds good, but I think my next match is going to be uh, this Saturday between uh, Celtic and Ross County. Um, Kev, where can people find you and things and things? Oh, they can find me on stumptownfooty.com, playthekids.com, at PTK Podcast, at K McCamish PDX, at stumptownfooty. I'm all over the place. It's true, but only if those places are Portland or the surrounding area. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Physically, I don't go very far from my town. <laughs> mm, I thought you were going to say your home, and I was about to get kind of sad. <laughs> well, I have uh, to work, right? <laughs> uh, do you? I don't know. Um, you know, only one way to find out. Just stop doing it for a while. Pony, where can people find you and things and, and things and things? And things. Find me at probably one of the least professional Twitter handles between anyone who does this online at, at Iron Pony Chef. And I also work, well, not work get paid slave drivers at over at indomitable city soccer with ryan well least perfect hmm. hmm 
I think you're right. See, but now, yeah. okay, no, wait. Now, hold on. Because we call you Pony, is it now just professional and people don't understand that you're not made out of a, a metal or a chef? Could be. I don't know. I just blew it's, up your other two covers. Wow. I'm, it's, I'm confused. it's confusing for me. It's all right. Um, if for whatever reason or, uh, or, <laughs> or you just don't like yourself and you find uh, no pleasure in listening to me talk or write or anything like that, feel free to follow me at Valella Visa Victor, I-L-L-E-L-L-A-B-S-F-C on the Twitters. Uh, you can also check out my writing type work over at Brotherly Game and I live tweet the matches from their Twitter account at Brotherly Game. Um, you can find this podcast at the USL show on Twitter as well as uh, the USL show.com. Um, check out our friends, including Kev's podcast, Play the Kids, uh, Mongols. There is um, too many unused substitutes that I was just on recently. Um, too many podcasts. Raising, I'm just going to stop. Raising Bulls, Speedway. Uh, yeah, it, I, I, it, it'll take forever. It can uh, BGN.FM. Go there. Check them all out. I know it's a ton of podcasts. You don't have to listen to all of them. I promise we won't find out, but give them a try. It's all good people. Um, what else? Check out our Patreon if you really want to help us out financially. That would be cool. Um, other than that, you know, if you have any questions, hashtag Ask USL Show. Uh, our DMs are moderately open. Um, and if you can't DM us for whatever reason, just say hey, give me a follow, and we'll uh, we'll talk for sure. Until next week, though. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. <laughs>